Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode of To Be Podcast uh, from Second Baptist Church in Lubbock, Texas. As we're sitting here on a, a, I guess you could say, fairly warm but cloudy day, looking outside, and uh, we're sitting here with our pastor Jake Maxwell, and uh, going to kind of. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, Lent, Ash Wednesday, and what have you. Uh, so I'd like to welcome Pastor Jay. Thanks, Mike. Just Thanks sit. for doing all this. There's a lot of neat wires and cords and computers, and they're all making this happen. So thanks mm-hmm. to you. Tomorrow is Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's some interesting Mardi Gras uh, traditions in our country, particularly Biloxi, Missouri, uh, Biloxi Mississippi, and and uh, New Orleans sort of have competing Mardi Gras traditions. But uh, mm-hmm. it's um, more than a party. We are turning our attention towards a pretty sacred, uh, meaningful, sometimes somber, although um, that isn't necessarily the case, but a time that is known and for um, for fasting, for um, prayer, uh, for even maybe introspection, and uh, in the church tradition we call this uh, Lent, which is depending on how you count <laughs> uh, the time leading up to Easter. So it's forty days traditionally. However, uh, Sundays are not counted, mm-hmm. so it's forty six days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an interesting, um, interesting way to interesting way to count. So uh, I, I grew up with Ash Wednesday, as I mentioned here before. You know, mom's Roman Catholic, dad Southern Baptist, and uh, so um, parents are divorced. And when we were with mom, we would go to uh, mass, and when we were with dad, we would go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I did grow up a little bit with um, uh, this tradition. And so sort of coming to Second B was something of a coming together of the true traditions that I grew up in uh, spiritually. True. Uh, many Baptists do not celebrate Lent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many Baptists do not um, um, participate in, in uh, uh, Ash Wednesday. Uh, however, I, you know, at least, in, at least in the Baptist world that I'm connected to, more and more are, more and more have been drawn towards contemplative spirituality, uh, have been drawn toward uh, the traditions of the big C church, the church global and historic. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think um, uh, even amongst young people, uh, you know, younger adults, uh, which, you know, have largely left the church in droves, um, there is an interest in some liturgy. There is an interest in connecting with the wider uh, church tradition. And I think we, we see a little bit of that here at Second B. So it's exciting. I think that's, uh, I think that's cool. I was actually going to ask you um, that, that very question, if it, uh, if it was something that you saw that was expanding uh, within the Baptist uh, uh, religion or culture, whatever you want to uh, say about it. But uh, uh, that is definitely uh, something to 
provoke some thoughts on. <laughs> yeah, you know, our, our Baptist history celebrates autonomy of the local congregation. So uh, the local congregation really can do whatever it wants mm-hmm. uh, for the good or for the bad. But in these uh, networks of Baptists that, you know, we're connected with, um, I think we are, we do see a, a celebration of, uh, uh, you know, liturgy in Latin means work of the people. And so connecting faith with the wider group of the people while still celebrating our, our autonomy as a local congregation, trying to uh, maximize the positives of our denomination and, and mm-hmm. also um, appreciate you know, that which is beyond. I think uh, Europe has seen some, you know, even to use an American word, revival of some of these liturgical mm-hmm. traditions, the Iona community, the Tze uh, community, and if I... If I've said those with a West Texas accent and not very proper, and you're hearing hearing me say that, please uh, uh, please forgive me. But uh, it's fun for us. It's fun for a church. So we'll gather for uh, Ash Wednesday, and uh, many uh, traditions center around fifty first Psalm uh, regarding Ash Wednesday. Is this in a Psalm attributed at least in large part to David? Created me a clean heart, O God. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, certainly, um, this you know Ash Wednesday developed along with you know the church for a couple thousand years, trying to figure out its schedule. Our our ancestors in faith, the Hebrew and Jewish folk, have um, you know what are known as feast days. Uh, that language would have been common in the early church, and even probably for a thousand or so years, these feast days. And so, depending on which tradition you sort of, uh, you know, trace through history, um, but you know, maybe in 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 uh, closer to sixteenth century England, did Ash Wednesday really become? Um, at least Anglicanized, and um, its counterpart in the Roman uh, rite as well. And so uh, I I do think because of its Anglicanism at that point in time, there are some... some some British influences. Mm -hmm. Ashes are are very, very much a part of our Scripture, Um, used, you know, in in many ways um, around... Uh, con- you know, confession or lament or even pain and suffering, which obviously that's not very exciting on a Monday morning, but uh, um, ashes in British literature is also connected to resurrection. Um, you know, so these um, symbols, which is a good Baptist word, uh, the um, Roman church would call these sacramentals, not sacraments, but sacramentals. Um, these symbols in different traditions have different meanings. Um, ashes in our in in Haiti have uh, a wildly different uh, meaning. There, ashes often are a symbol of poverty. Um, uh, one who works with ashes is one who sort of like grows uh, charcoal, which is you know one of one of the more um, uh, you know, low-paying gigs in 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 a low-paying part of the world, mm-hmm. and yet also ashes uh, throughout the world have this connotation with fire and light and heat. And uh, that's true. I, I'm reminded myself right now uh, when it was really cold a couple of weeks ago. We made a fire, and I had, I desperately need to clean out my fireplace. <laughs> 
So uh, it's a powerful metaphor. It's a powerful time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I grew up, uh, you know, we would go to Ash, Ash Wednesday uh, services with my mom. And, and uh, because they're not sacraments in the, in the Roman tradition, as I understand, and again, I could be saying some of this incorrectly, so I do ask for your grace. Uh, um, those who are who are not baptized in the in the Roman Church can receive the ashes. Many liturgical traditions celebrate uh, Ash Wednesday in the morning. Uh, I remember being in college and um, wanting to participate, and the Baptist college I went to didn't really celebrate Ash Wednesday, so I found mm-hmm. an Episcopal church to go to, and it was at six a.m. So I went to the service at six a.m. and they. Impose ashes on the forehead or your hand, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe they used a cross. And I can remember in college walking around uh, campus thinking, should I wipe these ashes off my forehead or not? Because people mm-hmm. keep looking at me funny. <laughs> but also, like, it can't be good to wipe the cross off so that no one's... <laughs> yes, see. yeah, yeah. So uh, it was uh, one of those... Uh, uh, spiritual conundrums. We will celebrate Ash Wednesday in the evening here, sort of per our uh, per our tradition. But there are many who do it in the morning, and more and more are actually doing. And we did something similar to this during COVID. But more and more traditions are even doing what some people call just like drive-through, mm-hmm. and you just pop in and and uh, and pray and receive and kind of go about your day. So. Um, have I have I bored you thoroughly thus far? No, no, I've uh, I've actually learned uh, quite a lot. Uh, I, I do I do think that that is uh, uh, that that's kind of funny that you bring up the drive through because I was actually uh, reading about that the other day when I was looking up something else about Ash Wednesday, totally unrelated. But, you know, you run into something, you just start reading it, and you go down one rabbit hole to another. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's just, you know, I, I guess it should not be that surprising to me. It's part of the, the changing culture, the changing church. Yeah. But it, it, it is, you know, how they're finding different ways to, you know, because society's just busier and busier yeah. every, you know and and i guess that's one of the ways but yeah it, it really surprised me yeah. um I, I read something on that i was like well cool <laughs> so we growing up we're not allowed to watch tv mm-hmm. throughout the week mm-hmm. and we're only allowed to watch tv on saturdays uh-huh. during lent and so there is this um fasting or sort of sacrificial uh spiritual aspect of the season uh, similar to um, maybe even derived from that early story in the Gospels. One of the, one of the mm-hmm. first stories, particularly in the Gospel of Mark, is uh, Jesus is in the wilderness uh, fasting and, and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. And so we, we sort of receive that as sort of a, a spiritual sort of tone setting in, in some regards of this time. And so, you know, uh, fasting from... Uh, TV, okay, you know, uh, we did a 40-day uh, spiritual uh, fast from social media last year and had mm-hmm. some people in the church yeah. found that meaningful. I'm not on social that much, so I did a 40-day fast from reading the news, um, and uh, it was actually really good for my soul. Um, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Richard Foster has written a wonderful book, I, I just return to it time and again. You can read it for free online. It's such an old book that it's just open 
what is that open source not open source open domain a free domain public domain mm-hmm. and uh, just google richard foster's celebration of disciplines you can download just a pdf of it or or buy it wherever fine books are sold it's available but he has a chapter on fasting and and he uh, he is a um uh richard foster is a quaker and has lit, written a lot on um spiritual disciplines and I just remember his simple definition is Fasting is saying no to self or body in some capacity in order mm-hmm. to say yes to the Spirit. And uh, I think that's a, a good summary of what the season of Lent is for. And in fact, I could, I could remove the no from it up front, although no to the body or self is a good thing, can be a good thing. But it's, it's a way of saying yes to the Spirit. And um, maybe add something uh, during Lent mm-hmm. as a way to say uh, yes to the Spirit. I, I personally have found... A value in in fasting uh, from uh, from from food as a uh, a way to connect body and soul and, and spirit. But there are a lot of ways to fast. In some ways, Sabbath is a fast. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a it's a fast from work, and it's not just a saying no to work. Sabbath is a yes to saying yes to the spirit. You know, yes yeah. to joy, yes to blessing. So it's. Um, it's a it's a neat season. It, it can be, um, um, you know, like I mentioned, introspective, and uh, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, joy is certainly part of our tradition, and and so is um, so is some of the hard parts of uh, of this. I do I do want to mention a couple of things that are fun for me. Forty shows up all over the place. Mm-hmm. As all over, like. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever wondered or others have ever wondered, like, why is everything 40, you know? Yeah. 40 days and 40 nights, Noah, you know, on the ark, and uh, 40 years in, in the wilderness. and um, I actually totally did wonder that. Yeah. When I was reading about the, what I was just talking about, that popped into my head because I, I thought of that. Why is everything 40? Why is everything 40? <laughs> it's all over the place. So... Um, some say, you know, 40 is 40. I, I tend to read many of the numbers in Scripture uh-huh. are metaphorical and symbolic. Uh-huh. Um, 40 was about the time of a generation uh, in the ancient world. Mm-hmm. 40 uh, in, he- in Hebrew, I-, I believe the number 40 in Hebrew often refers to a sense of wholeness. So it's, a, it's the amount of necessary time. Gotcha. It's an it's amount of time that is uh, brings one to completion, whatever that may be. So forty days and forty nights on the ark, you know, forty days, for, you know, forty years, you know, it's it's a it's long enough. Um, uh, 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 Paul in the New Testament, you might uh, recall, says uh, I think it says something like, "I was I was uh, whipped thirty nine times." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 I don't mean to. To uh, to disagree, uh, I have never been tortured for any reason, but I think that number thirty nine actually represents uh, one just just a little bit less than the amount that would have terminated him, that would have killed him. I don't think that he was sitting there counting, um, right? I mean, I, I think it'd be hard to be sitting true. there. So Paul is saying there, he said, "I, I have suffered for my faith." Up until the point of death, but not yet to the point of death yet. And so this number thirty-nine, you know, a forty, it's a, it's a beautiful number. It's a, a number of wholeness and completion, which I think 
works really well with with the culmination of Lent, which is Easter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, this this season, this story, this path of Lent, of you know introspection and and self consideration of fasting. Um, it culminates in in what what we would call is the great completion, the great wholeness, mm-hmm. resurrection. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's fun. W- one other note I will say, you know, particularly with regards to the tradition, Baptist tradition that I grew up in, and, and I'm terribly grateful for my spiritual heritage. Um, but, the, but, you know, the, the Baptist church I grew up in did not celebrate uh, Good Friday. Really? Uh, I mean, acknowledged it, mm-hmm. yeah. but did had no liturgy around it. Had no official gathering around mm-hmm. it. Had no, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, communal time to be together on Good Friday. Yeah. And so, what happens, I think, in that in that in that sort of setup, is that Easter Sunday then becomes all about the cross. Mm-hmm. And I believe Easter Sunday is about more than just the cross. Yeah. And so most of the Easter's that I grew up in were actually Good Friday sermons, because the the church and the pastor, well, they didn't gather on Good Friday to commem- commemorate sort of the the worst part of Lent, which is the death of Jesus, uh, and uh, it, it's hard to get to the resurrection if you haven't gone through the death. And so you know, sort of, we've got to go through this journey. We've got to go through this story. I think. To uh, or you don't have to, but going through it. Let me try to frame it to the positive. Going through it, I think, helps a person connect with the fullness of the story. You know, there. I will admit, <laughs> there are sometimes when I'm really tired, or it's been just a battle, you know, or for whatever reason, I'll admit there's a few times I have tried to like turn the page on on our daughter's book we read books to her at night before she goes to bed mm-hmm. right we go to bed and there's been a couple times where i've like grabbed two or three pages to turn the page and skip a couple pages right to just yeah. speed things along i'm tired i want to go see my wife you know exactly. i want this kid to go to bed yeah. you know and when i do she knows <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 and Been there done that and then i feel like a terrible parent <laughs> and uh and i have to go back you know and so i I've realized that's not a successful strategy in reading books with our daughter, and so I think similarly, uh, it's good. It's good to experience as much of the story as possible, and so I think that's a little bit about uh, Lent from my end. What, what do you think, Mike? I I, I agree. <clears throat> I think it's. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I think that it is. Uh, uh, I think it's really good to experience the story because. Um, as as I was kind of referring when we first started, how busy life has gotten and what have you, uh, I think all of us uh, are guilty of, you know, you get caught up in life and you, you forget. Um, you were talking about the fasting earlier. Um, and, you know, I since I have been a part of 2B, uh, I've been trying to get better at it. No, I'm definitely not great at it, but I've been trying to get better at it because the the fasting. I, I, I remember when I was a kid, kind of learning a little about that. The the fasting also helps you to remember, you know, the little tiny bit of 
I don't even want to call it suffering, but what we feel is suffering from, you know, having to fast from whatever, you know, that we're fasting from, uh, is a little remembrance to us of the horrible, uh, you know, suffering, mm-hmm. tragedy, whatever that, that Jesus went through for us. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, you get caught up in, in every, in everything in today's world. And you just, uh, you kind of need a remembrance. Uh, yeah. you need something to say, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I think, uh, it makes a lot of, I don't know, a lot of what you're, you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. And, and I'm in, I totally agree because it just, my brain, you know, is usually always thinking about a hundred different things at one time, mm-hmm. you know, like right now I can be sitting here doing this podcast and I've also got 30 other things going through my <laughs> brain, but I, I just try to this time of year sort of, uh, wrap my mind, I guess you could say around, um, what really did happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, you know, I have trouble reading, uh, just because of my ADHD and and I just like, I can read something and it takes me probably 30 times of reading it to grasp it. So sometimes I will this time of year, especially go sit down and watch one of the old movies that they made back in the day, you know, on the Bible or something. And it, it'll help me grasp and help me really remember, wow, you know, what, what Jesus did. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and encourage it. You know, the point of fasting is not to be good at it. The point of prayer is not to be good at it. The point of contemplation is not to be good at it. The point of faith is not to be good at it. The point, right, is that it would connect us with our souls. That's true. It would connect us with the Christ. It would connect us with that that image of God that planted deep within us from the very beginning that God proclaimed as good. So I'd like to just offer a little benediction as you go um, tomorrow. I do wish you a happy Fat Tuesday and do invite you to join us for uh, Ash Wednesday as you may be uh, able at 6 p.m. on, on uh, Wednesday here in our worship center. The scripture says, from the ashes we came in the very loving and gracious hands of God. And scripture says... To the ashes we will return, and yet we hold to this hope and faith. Mm-hmm. From the ashes we will rise. Amen. That's true. Amen. Thank you so much, and I uh, appreciate everybody for joining us uh, for uh, this episode. And uh, please join us again for another episode of Two uh, B Podcast from Second Baptist Lubbock. Thank you so much, and have a great day.